You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's the PHNX Coyotes podcast brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download today using code PHNX and place a $1 football bet and get $150 in free bets. It's just that easy. Here we are. It's episode 10. I'm Leah Merrill. I'm here just with Craig Morgan. Once again, we're back to just the two of us. PD is not in a mystery location. He's just not here. <laughs> I think he just needs a break from us every once in a while. Fair enough. Fair enough. I can understand that. Me in particular. <laughs> well, today we are going to be talking um, all things Tucson Roadrunners. We've mentioned them. I'm pretty sure we've mentioned the Tucson Roadrunners at least every single day that we've been doing this um, because they're going to have a significant role in the Coyotes organization um, this year, especially. So we just wanted to dedicate an episode just to Tucson. Yeah, and I am. I mean, they just they just hired John Ferguson Jr. as the assistant general manager. He will be, of course, in charge of the Tucson Roadrunners as well. And you're talking about a guy who has just tons of experience, more than two decades of experience as a, an NHL executive. He was the GM of the Toronto Maple Leafs, your Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's been an AGM a couple of places, uh, most recently with the Boston Bruins. Uh, he's seen the the game from a lot of different angles, um, brings just a wealth of experience to Tucson. So it's good to have that as a start, a, a guiding hand, because as we know, after Steve Sullivan was fired, they went for a while without anybody in charge of Tucson. It worked for a bit because they had the taxi squad, a bunch of players up here during covid uh, the 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 uh, AHL schedule was reduced, so there were there were ways that they could manage it. But they knew going into a full season that they needed to have that position filled, not only just to manage Tucson, but Bill Armstrong, the general manager for the Coyotes, needed uh, another set of experienced eyes that he could rely on that could advise him on other things as well. But certainly, mind the shop down in Tucson. Definitely. And, you know, you kind of see that I was looking at the result, either not the results, but the how the Roadrunners have fared over the years. And last year, you know, despite the shortened season, they still had a losing record. And it seems to be kind of back and forth every year. They're winning, they're losing, they're winning, they're losing. But when they do have success, they see really good success. Um, but, you know, last year they, they did seem to struggle. So do you anticipate a back a bounce back year for the Tucson? Well, I'm I'm curious as to what their roster is going to look like because we can talk about the you know the top prospects that are going to be down there, and I think everybody knows 
the names that are potentials. We still don't know what's going to happen with Barrett Hayton, most notably whether he's going to make the NHL club or end up in Tucson, where I think we agree that he probably should spend another season to develop. Victor Soderstrom's another one, I think, with less of a chance of making the NHL club, but still somewhat of a chance. If those guys are playing there, along with Jan Yannick, um, Matthias Michelli, Ivan Prozvatov in goal, of course they have some veterans on defense like Kyle Capabianco, who can and who can bring a lot and who's had a lot of success in the AHL. They can be a good team. I, th- I think when you look at championship AHL teams, they usually have those AHL veterans, guys who aren't necessarily going to crack the NHL. They might be call-ups, but they're guys who have had a lot of success over a period of time, veterans that really know the ropes in the AHL. I'm not sure Tucson has enough of those guys yet. They might need to add a couple pieces if they're going to chase a title, but it, at least for what they have, I think they could have a good team this year. And and based on what Ferguson Jr. said about trying to develop prospects, that's important to him. That's important to the organization. They want players not only to develop, but they want them to develop in a winning culture. And you get the, the, the importance of that, of course. It, losing breeds losing. You want guys to get used to winning. And then, you know, in an ideal situation like Tampa Bay had, the AHL team all moves up and then they win Stanley Cups. That's that's the ideal. And, and the Coyotes would like to create some sort of facsimile of that. Craig, what is the difference between, I think there's two ways to look at the AHL because you can look at the AHL and say, this is where players go to develop and, you know, brew before they're ready for the NHL. But then, you know, there's, you can also look at it as, okay, like this is where you go if you're not quite good enough to make the NHL yet. So kind of where is that line drawn and like, how do you know when a player is ready to make the NHL? Well, I mean, it, some of it depends on age, right? If, if you're getting up there in age and you're still in the AHL, it's probably not going to happen for you on more than, like I said, a call-up basis. There are, you know, isolated incidents of guys getting there at 28, but it it doesn't happen for those guys by and large. It's the younger guys that, you know, you, ideally you like to have all of your prospects go through the AHL and learn the pro system that way. Of course, there's the CHL-NHL agreement that doesn't allow 18- and 19-year-olds to go from the Canadian Junior Leagues right to the AHL. Hopefully, they at least have a, an exception for that in the future, if not modifying the rule altogether. But I, I know I think you, there's a lot of things to look at to know if a guy is ready. Um, first of all, the NHL is not a developmental league, so you can't bring a guy up and say, "Okay, we're going to see, we're, we're going to try and to develop and work with him in the NHL level." You're in the NHL to win. That that's the goal. That's what coaches play for. That's what all players play for I think they do that at the AHL level as well but they they allow for more mistakes is what I would say you know they want to put you out in situations if you make mistakes and you're a high level prospect you're going to keep going out you're going to keep playing minutes you're going to play in all situations because they need you to develop and learn from your mistakes if you make those mistakes in the NHL you're probably going to be sitting on the bench so a lot of it's consistency of course a lot of these guys have to physically mature they have to learn systems they have to learn details away from the puck there are a lot of things that go into it before you are considered NHL ready. And I know you said, you know, it's going to be hard to predict the roster. I mean, we still have a few weeks to go once uh, the Coyotes main camp kind of gets underway. We'll have a better idea. Um, but we've talked about John Ferguson Jr. coming in. We've talked about Jay Verity returning to coach mm-hmm. the Roadrunners. What do you think the expectation is and I for this team this year? Well, I... I certainly think it's better than seventh place where they finished last year. I think they want to be a playoff team. Again, 
it's important to John Ferguson Jr., to the entire organization, that they play in a winning culture. And, and getting into the playoffs and competing in that sort of format really benefits players to play in that sort of pressure situation. So I think that's the expectation that they will be a playoff team. How far they go in the playoffs, again, we'll see de depending on what tweaks they make to the roster. I don't think it's necessarily important that you win the Calder Cup in the AHL from a development standpoint. Of course, players want to win. Coaches want to win. The fans want to win down there, Tucson. It's important to all of them. But in terms of development, I think you just want to see them have some sort of success, have some playoff success, um, and 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 learn what it's like to to play in a, on a winning team and to succeed in those pressure moments. For sure, um, I was actually before we got on here, I was I was looking at the DraftKings Sportsbook app to see if there was AHL on here because there's literally <laughs> everything on here. People bet table tennis and cricket and all sorts of things, and I was thinking the AHL must be on here. Like, what are the Roadrunners' odds? Well. I don't at the moment see the American Hockey League on here. Um, there's a lot of – there's the Aus Austrian League, the Czech League, the KHL. Like, there's so many things. So, I don't know if that's something we will see because I was all ready to come in with the with the futures for the Roadrunners. But we can just, you know, kind of keep our own predictions going for that. But, you know, as I mentioned, the DraftKings Sportsbook, that is where what we use here at PHNX. And if you sign up now using the promo code PHNX, you'll receive $150 in free bets if you bet just $1 on any NFL game. Um, really great way to get started in sports betting. And also, right now, um, all customers can get use DraftKings same game parlays, which will allow you to combine multiple bets for a bigger payout. And this week, plays a same game parlay on any NFL game, you'll be credited up to $25 if your bet loses. So, you know, hopefully they'll get the AHL on there so we can kind of get prepared for that by using these free bets to, to learn the ropes. Um, so make sure you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Oh my goodness, Sportsbook app now. It's been a long day. And use, <laughs> and use promo code PHNX. Um, that's 21 and over Arizona only gambling problem. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP new customers only minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required eligibility restrictions apply. See draftkings.com slash sportsbook for details. Oh, and that was like, that was the first time I stumbled. Why is he not on uh, DraftKings? I, I don't need to find this out. There's a story there. There. I know literally Swiss league, Slovakia, Poland. Seriously, if, if the Polish league is on there, the AHL should be on Belarus. <laughs> wow. Finish. Yeah. yeah. We need to get some answers on this. So we'll, we'll come back to you with more on that. But we will, you know, if they're not on DraftKings, um, we will be covering the Roadrunners this year, both on our show and Craig will be doing some written coverage as well. Um, and you can find all of that on gophnx.com. Um, and make sure you sign up to become a member so that you can have access to all of those stories. We'll be hoping to do some video content down the road as well. Um, so you can find all of that there. And it's, you know, if you do the year membership, you get a t-shirt. The Coyote shirt is awesome. Um, I saw some of the shirts today, like not our actual shirts, but just the material itself. Mm -hmm. It's actually like, it's like, it's nice. It's not just, you know, a, one of those t-shirts that you catch in the crowd at a roadrunners game it's like a it's like a nice quality <laughs> shirt so so i'm excited about that um and if you're unsure you can uh do month to month and get your first month just 50 cents so check out go phnx craig is 
pumping out stories every day. There's a lot of great content from all the beats here at PHNX. So be sure to check that out as well. Speaking of the Roadrunners, we need to know your history with the Roadrunners. Yes. So yes. let's let's go back to that a little bit. Let's go back in time a little bit. Yeah. Oh my, that's taking me way back. Um, yeah, I did. I was in. Don't even start with that. I know. I, I know. Three years. In the context of my life, it's way uh, back. Um, yeah. So I I interned for the Roadrunners. I was a media intern. Um, I worked for the. I worked kind of a dual role. So I did a lot of the media relations stuff. So I would work the media check-in table, check in all the media and scouts. And I also did in-game social media. So I was the one like in the stands taking video pictures for Instagram. I would be on the bench during warmups. I have some great photos of players catching me, taking photos where they're looking right into the camera. Like some great ones, like Connor Garland. I have some good ones. Cause I was there when like Connor Garland, Dylan Strom, Lawson Kraus, like that was who was on the team when I worked there. So a lot of great, a lot of great memories. And in- was it just one season or was it more than one season? I just worked there the one, um, but their further in, which was their second ever season, the inaugural season. Um, I went to a ton of home games cause I was actually living downtown at the time. So I would just walk to all the games and I would get all my friends to go. And it was so much fun. Um, and I was just so excited to have like professional hockey in Tucson. So you were there and they won the division. You worked for them and they won yes. the division that year. That, that was a good season, actually. I remember that. Yes. Yeah. It was it was really good hockey. Yeah. yeah. It was that's really good hockey. Of, that's quite a list of names, actually, too. And Dylan Strom, while he never made it uh, with the Coyotes at this level, he was a really good player in the AHL. And Connor Garland, we all know that story. And that departure, I think, still stings the, the fan base as much as any. By the way, we've been talking about the best jerseys in – Arizona history in the NHL, all this stuff. Is the Roadrunner the best logo that the Arizona sports scene has ever had? The best nickname? It has to be one of the best. Um, and I love like the relationship with the Roadrunner and the Coyote. And it's funny because in Tucson, they use the, the audio of like Meep Meep all the time. <laughs> um, but it, it is, it is, I think it's one of the best. And, you know, we've talked about, I think we've mentioned this every single day this week, but on the phoenix sports show this week they were all asked to wear jerseys and someone wore a roadrunners jersey because it's just that good yeah espo one wore a roadrunners jersey because it's just that good yeah that's that's the other part of it is it's got such a great history i mean that's the original hockey team in arizona it's the roadrunners and and speaking of going way back in time i can take you really way back in time as a kid i went to a roadrunners game at the old coliseum when Robbie Fatorek was playing for the Roadrunners, the original Arizona hockey icon, Robbie Fatorek. So, wow. How's that for dating myself? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I don't Very know. If you know. Uh, let, me, let me qualify that. Oh, again. my gosh. Um, Craig, if you remember the conversation we had like uh, a few weeks ago where I said that there was a Toronto Roadrunners at some point and we had to look it up because I, th- I didn't know if it was a real memory or not. And it turns out it was true. <laughs> Why is there a Toronto? Oh, I, actually, I, did you look up the history of that? I, I did, but it was a while ago, but now I don't no, remember. It's, but it's, it's one of those cases where, where a, a team gets bought and, you know, change the nickname. We, I, th- I think they were talking about this on the PHNX sports show the other day, um, like Utah Jazz. Nothing says Utah quite like Jazz. <laughs> yeah, nothing says Toronto quite like a roadrunner. Right, exactly. Change the name when you move. I know, but the, the logo was exactly the same. Like yeah. exactly the same as the old, the old 
Phoenix Roadrunners logo from back in the day. Not sorry, not back in the day. I don't mean to insult <laughs> insult it anyone. To be, you know that I love what the Roadrunners have done down there, and we all know the reasons why they they started the franchise in the first place. It was it was to have the AHL team in close proximity, to have them working in unison, same systems, everything. It makes things so much easier when your AHL team is right there. You can be hands-on with it instead of, you know, Springfield, Massachusetts. Or Portland, Maine. Yeah, it, can you get any farther away while still being in the U.S.? It was nuts for a while. And, and I love the impact they've had down there. I just wish we would see that impact translate into, I can't even say more, some permanent ice sheets built in Tucson. It's amazing to me that there's still no permanent ice sheets in the city of Tucson. There's a thriving youth hockey movement down there. And they have to drive to Chandler or Gilbert to play games. That's crazy. I know there's a, a like a triple rink thing planned out at the Kino Sports Complex. I hope it gets done because that hockey community deserves some permanent ice sheets. I know. It's really too bad because there is a thriving hockey community there. And I've, you know, met a lot of those people back when I was at the U of A and they would, you know, drive up like multiple times a week to Phoenix just just to use ice. And it's it's really unfortunate because, you know, and and there's just like the TCC rink. So that's U of A hockey. It's the Roadrunners. It's whatever youth. There's also men's league in Tucson, too. So um, there's a need for rinks. And I really, really hope that they follow through on that. Be, and not just in Tucson, but, you know, all over Arizona, but especially in Tucson, because, you know, the hockey culture there is certainly on the up. Right. And you just want it to start blossoming around the state. I, I talked about this one on one of our other shows. I'd love to see the ECHL team move out here. I'd, I'd love to see the Western based teams start using their ECHL teams more than they do. Um, and there's a ready-made rink in Prescott Valley where they could move if they wanted to, if, if more of the teams wanted to move out West, that's, that's getting a little far afield here. I know. But, but I mean, that could you imagine if all three of in the Coyotes franchise were in the state? So cool, wouldn't it? It would be so cool, and it would be really the cool. Play center is perfect for it too. They could play there right now. Uh, I mean, I would love to see that personally. You could do like a a top to bottom road trip through the state. <laughs> yes, it'd be awesome. All it within really... like hours, right? So it's it's really close. Yeah, but I, I'm. I'm with that idea. I'm all here for it. I know we were here to to actually preview the season. And I look, there, there's some mainstays that we've talked about. Dyson Mayo, I, I think, has been there from the start, right? So it, it, it's kind of yeah. a cool story that he's he's the original roadrunner. And you've got some guys like Cam Deneen and Kyle Capobianco that have been there a while. They added some beef. We'll see where Bacani ends up um, because he I know he, he, he beat up a lot of roadrunners last season. That may have been part of the reason why they brought him in in the first place. Um, but beyond that, I, it, it's all about those top prospects for me. And I, I am really curious to see what they're going to do with, with those guys that we mentioned at the top with, with Barrett Hayden, with Victor Soderstrom, with Jan Yannick, with Matias Michelli, and with Ivan Prozvatov. I think the latter three are pretty solidly going to be in Tucson this year, but I kind of hope it's all five. I'd like to see all of those guys develop together, get the time, get the minutes, get the situations, get the confidence. And, and again, build chemistry with each other so that when they're ready to move up, maybe they can do it en masse and, and they know each other so well. They've had success together. That's kind of the ideal AHL situation. I just hope they don't, you know, I know Petey was talking about today, Barrett Hayden may be one of the four best centers on the roster in camp. So how do you deny him? Um, 
yeah, that, that it may be difficult to navigate that, but I, I still believe that the best thing for Barrett Hayden is to play a full season in Tucson. I know. I'm, I'm curious about that as well, but it, w- it will just be interesting to see how the cards fall with all of these prospects. We've talked a lot about them over the last couple of weeks, um, so it will be really interesting to see how the roster does fall into place. And we have seen, you know, we talked a lot also about players that have been rushed through development, but we've also seen some players who took their time in Tucson and kind of came up to the Coyotes at the right time. For me, I think of um, Christian Fisher and Lawson Krauss as two examples who did their time in Tucson and are, I mean, personally, I don't think, I think they were ready, you know, to further yeah. time on the Coyotes. So, so it Connor is Garland's the case of the guy who over. Oh, yeah, obviously Connor Garland. He, he, he just slipped my mind because he's gone now. So yeah. try and yeah. try to push that out of my the mind. Bunting, there, there, there oh, are some yeah. examples. Yeah, it, it can work. And, and it, I mean, to me, Connor Garland is the perfect example. I know. Yeah, he, and he even said it to me himself, you know, I would have liked for it to happen sooner, but if I'm being honest, it happened at the right time because I needed to work on my game. And when he did, when he was ready, what an impact he made. And now he's now he's in Vancouver, sadly. But, you know, he parlayed it into a really good contract for himself. So good for him. Speaking of parlays, don't forget. Look at that. <laughs> I said don't, that time. Exactly. Yeah, just don't forget to check out those uh, same game parlays on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And while we can't bet on hockey, I also just looked up ECHL. Don't see that either on there. Mm-hmm. There's something going on here. We, yeah, we, we, we got, we got to, we'll do some digging on that one because if there's Belarus, but not the ECHL, because I was curious when you were talking about the possibility of an ECHL franchise in the state of Arizona. But um, yeah, be sure to check out the DraftKings Sportsbook app and make sure when you do that you use code PHNX to sign up. That is how you will get all the deals so that when Craig and I do investigative journalism to find out why the AHL and ECHL are not on there, (laughs) we can be ready. Um, And I also just double-checked the Coyotes team features. Um, They're still at plus 20,000 to win the um, Stanley Cup this year. So, you know, I I think Tucson probably has better odds. We just don't. We just don't know right now, but <laughs> oh man, what else, what else, Craig, do we have to talk about with the Roadrunners that we can talk about so far, you know, with not knowing their, what their roster is. Right. Going and, to and, like. and so everyone knows training camp starts on October 1st for the Roadrunners. So that'll be a good time to get down and, and get a better sense. Um, a lot of, a lot of the cuts for the Coyotes will be made by then. So we'll have a lot better idea of the roster I'll have had a chance to talk to John Ferguson Jr. probably by that time to get a sense of the roster. But until then, you know, that's that, that's probably all we can offer on the Roadrunners right now. Um, I will say that at least the Roadrunners get to stay in the Pacific Division, something that the NHL did not afford the Coyotes when they moved them to the Central. I'm still bitter about this. You Very true. The travel schedule, A, so much better. And B, there's some amazing cities um, in that rotation. San Diego, um, Colorado, like in Colorado. So, I mean, that's a, it's a great little division to be in if you're in the AHL versus, you know, Binghamton, New York or wherever they are out there. I'd rather be in Tucson. Me too. <laughs> For sure. Well, what else, what else we got, Craig? That's it. I think we should call it a wrap. But... I think, I think we should call it too. But like we said, we will be covering the Tucson Roadrunners this year because they are a significant part of the Arizona Coyotes organization. And there's a lot of interest there, especially, you know, if we're looking for toward the future for this team, um, that is a really good place 
for all of us to be looking because like some of those prospects we mentioned can be on the Coyotes roster in years down the line and hopefully hopefully a winning Coyotes roster down the line. So we'll keep an eye on their development. We'll keep an eye on the rosters as they come more into place. And you can um, follow along all of our coverage with that at gophnx.com. If you're listening to this, um, wherever you listen to podcasts, be sure to subscribe to the PHNX Coyotes podcast. Follow us on Twitter at PHNX underscore Coyotes and follow all the PHNX sports um, at PHNX underscore sports. Every beat has a Twitter and then the main accounts we have Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Make sure you're subscribing so you're not missing anything because we are bringing you Coyotes content five days a week. Training camp's officially here. Hockey season has begun. And, you know, we've been doing a lot of speculating, but I'm excited to kind of get some answers here in the coming weeks to what the, both the Coyotes and the Roadrunners rosters are going to look like. No doubt. And I, I'm going to get down to Tucson at some point. There's there's too many intriguing prospects for me to not spend a little time down there. So I'm going to be writing about some of those guys. Actually looking forward to that. Yes. And we will uh, enjoy some good food in Tucson, too. It's a great food town. So. <laughs> I know Craig's already plugging El Charo. So and he said, I'm paying. I didn't even say it. I held off this time. I feel like I know. I, I know. I felt like I had to. <laughs> All right. Well, we will be back um, live tomorrow. Um, Christian Fisher will be on our show. So make sure you don't miss that you and we will want to hear that one you yeah. definitely want to hear that one there's going to be there's already going to be some beef between uh craig and fish so that's fresh material for him yeah. he hasn't heard it yet he doesn't know what's coming <laughs> so you don't want to miss that thanks so much for tuning in and we'll see you tomorrow thank you